sometimes community can be a crutch and it doesn't allow you to actually really be intentional with your silence and solitude time because you're trying to numb yourself and not sit with your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings because you're just like let me keep myself busy so i don't sit here and think about it Mm -hmm. but sometimes you need to sit and think about it and process process your feelings and stuff and and sit and alone with god and be like man this is today is a really crappy day god and i hate that i'm feeling this way but Mm -hmm. be vulnerable with him and be really intentional with how you're actually feeling Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Guys, we have a jingle. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to edit this episode with our jingle. I know. It's about time. Only took us a year. <laughs> only. Only a year. <laughs> That's exciting. Tarde, pero seguro. Es que, you know, sometimes it's worth the wait. Of course. Everything is worth the wait. As long as you wait on the Lord. <laughs> wait on the Lord. Um, so we're talking about everybody's favorite topic tonight. We're back to the favorite topic of the year. Of is, every year. Yeah, of every month and every, every conversation. <laughs> which is dating. Mm-hmm. How do we always end up talking about dating when we're not very good at dating? Clearly. <laughs> is it that we're women? Probably. Is that why? Because we're women. And Maybe we're we just very about- open about how we're navigating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't it's know. It's not easy. No es fácil. No. La dura. Sí está. <laughs> very much. So yeah, no, so we're titling this episode. I, what was mm, it again? I gave you the best years of my life. I gave life. you the best years of my life. Oof. Those are the words of our wise friend. Lester. Yeah. Lester, uh, he probably would hate the fact that we're mentioning his name on this podcast, but it's okay. We love you, Lester. He deserves a little bit of credit. He gives great advice. Great, great advice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Most times. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think we've had the conversation with him in regards Mm -hmm. to how he went along. Well, okay. Let me backtrack. We obviously just celebrated their baby shower, his mm-hmm. baby shower to our friend, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, this past Sunday, it was, um, they're expecting twins, yeah. which are due in, I believe, April, um, March, because obviously they're twins, so they yeah. don't go to full term. But, um, you know, he's had to put in the work a lot after some failed relationships. And so there's one story in particular that he's always, um, going back to kind of in reference and to kind of like set an example for us when he gives us advice in regards mm-hmm. to making sure that we don't waste our time in dating right. and how he's like, you know, at some point you have to realize you don't want to give a man the best years of your life because you obviously want commitment. You obviously want marriage. You obviously mm-hmm. want kids. And we have seen the pattern in a lot of women that lose their most fertile years in relationships, waiting for the guy to pop a question or waiting for the guy to actually fully commit to them mm-hmm. only to end up either broken up seven years later, which seems to be the number for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, or, you know, in this like toxic on and off relationship for a really long time because mm-hmm. they're too afraid to step out of their comfort zone yeah. or just, um, indecision just a lot of indecision yeah yeah and so we were like this is actually a great topic to talk about because i think it's needed um i think a lot of women can relate to it and i feel like men and women can relate to it. men can relate to it as well um obviously i feel like most of the time women are waiting on men yeah right but i think 
some men will be able to um, understand what we go through maybe yeah. and just also see like how to do things differently maybe in, in relationships. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think this is, um, we're right on time with this topic because February is coming and, you know, Valentine's day and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But I am looking forward to also having guys on our podcast where yeah. they can share their perspective because yeah. I know that men and women, our brains function so differently. Very differently. Yeah. So we could only share what we've been through in our experiences and like things that we've heard from our girlfriends. Right. Um, and yeah, hopefully men can listen to this and just kind of like understand a little bit better on yeah. how our brains function. Yeah. You know, you're carrying, you have a book right now. You're looking at a book <laughs> called emotionally and emotionally healthy spirituality. It's tell me about that. Been one of my favorite books that I've read. Mm -hmm. I read it last year, actually. Um, I read it after a, uh, collection of, of talks, um, or sermons that our pastor gave our church and he recommended the book. I'm not, I'm trying to remember if he talked about this book during the soul care, uh, series, the like happy, healthy soul, or if it was during another series, I really can't remember, but either way, like it was on the list of books that, and you know, I'm a bookworm. Yeah. Um, it was in the list of books to, uh, like go back to and, and like kind of reference and um and look into and I read it last year and I think I read it in like a week because it was so good um and so yeah I think it's a book that talks about a lot of things but I'm actually gonna not talk about it right now we'll talk about it later because I'm trying <laughs> okay. to find the right thing that I'm looking for <laughs> sounds good um but yeah I really liked this book a lot and I highly recommend it so okay so um, I just, a question popped up in my brain. Uh -huh. Do you, have you ever felt like you've given the best years of your life? Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it before in other episodes where I was obviously engaged for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, or not, I was not engaged for a long time. <laughs> you were in a relationship <laughs> for a long time. in a relationship time. for a long time. Engaged for a year and a half before actually calling the wedding off a month before. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, even after we called the wedding mm -hmm. off, I, I kind of knew the relationship was over, but it was so much easier to hold on to the comfort zone and the safety of a person that I was so used to for my whole entire twenties, pretty much than to let them go and be able to really be on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we did the on and off thing for a few years actually. Um, and I knew that like I needed to be alone, but you just don't want to be entirely alone. And so, um, we tried getting back together a few times until 2018 when I actually stepped foot into the church that we went to. And that's mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, we really need to cut this off entirely. And I need to just focus on myself, my relationship with God. I grew up Christian. And so like, I know what that is like, what it's mm -hmm. like to just, you know, be alone with God. Um, and I had just turned 30 and I kind of just had this like moment in my life where I was like, no, like something's got to change. I can't keep repeating the same patterns over and over again. Um, and it's the definition of insanity, right? Like mm -hmm. you think that you're going to get a different outcome, but you keep repeating the same things over and over right. again. Um, and so I was like, okay, no, I have to like step foot. But I look back and I'm like, dude, I started dating him when I was like about to turn 21. So technically it was like nine years. My entire 20s was, wow. with, the, was with this one person. Mm -hmm. And so like I look back and I'm like, 
did I give him the best years of my life? Maybe not. Like now I look back. You at, were navigating yourself right, too. at 35. Yeah. I'm like, I think in your twenties, you're still trying to learn so much yeah, about yourself, definitely. but he was a little bit of a crutch. We were both each other's crutches. I think he was trying to learn things about himself. I was trying to learn things about myself, but I'm like, I could have let him go when we called the wedding off and just like accelerated the process of healing then instead mm-hmm. of like putting it off right. until like three years later and then committing to healing. And so um, I think it's a story that like I share with a lot of girls because I'm like, don't do it like me. Like if you break things off with a person, Mm -hmm. really like try to break it off and really focus on your healing, whether it's because it's the right person, wrong time. And maybe you do end up getting back together later on when you're if you're both going through the process of like healing, Mm -hmm. like you have to look at the fact that like if you need to heal from something, that person also needs to be like healing from something, which kind of goes back to the episode that we recorded last week which was running your own race Mm -hmm. right like um you have to run your own race and kind of like heal forward but then if that person is really meant to be for you at some point it will they're gonna also be running the race and you guys will meet again and at the same point where you're both you both have healed together like separately but together individually but together No, i I do believe that what is for you is for you and you can't force it or push it you know it's like it will be regardless i think but so, now in my 30s, yeah. I'm, I've adopted a different mentality, especially when it comes to dating. And I mm-hmm. think that that's definitely something that we'll talk about on this episode yeah. because <laughs> yes. we've talked about the 90 days. We always I think talk about this. different, oper- like, different yeah. opinions on it. Some definitely. people are like, not 90 days. Some people say it's 18 months. Some mm-hmm. people say a year. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, like, I'm not wasting my time. I'm 30. I'm about to be 36. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, we you just get to a point where you're like, I... Um, I've just, I pray to God and I'm like, God, just accelerate the process when I'm dating somebody. And if we're meant to like work on it, it will flow. It should flow. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's more of a, like, let me see things quickly instead of being blinded by things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be going into things with a blindfold and just looking at everything with rose colored glasses instead of like really looking at things for what they are. So I'm just like, God, like allow me to see things through your spiritual eyes instead of just my eyes, like, like the hopeless romantic guys yeah. you know no i mean um regarding the 90 days um I, I feel like people are probably wondering like what about the 90 days what andrea is trying to say is that getting to know somebody in the 90 days or dating that person for 90 days and then in those three months you were able to have a glimpse of what the person is like mm-hmm. right like you get to see the red yeah. flags the flaws like here and there you kind of well, no. have an idea of the person right is i don't i don't even no i don't even think it's that because i think a lot of people don't at least in the last few people that I've dated, um, mm-hmm. I've I the, the one that I can think of is the one that like I felt really heartbroken by. Oh wow, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I felt heartbroken by. Um, I think I I recognized that at the ninetieth day mark, the masks really came off, and like that romantic. Like everything's perfect. You're so beautiful. You're everything I was looking for in a person. Mm-hmm. Kind of like faded and the inconsistency started to show up mm. and the like the drama started to show up and the um and the like the real person started to yeah, show the true up colors yeah come out, and right. i was like oh my gosh like it's been three months so it's almost like the first 90 mm. days are always like very honeymoon stage yeah like i feel you're like getting even to the know first the like five months yeah Right. But then I, at the I 90th feel. day, you start to really see, okay, wait a minute, like, hold mm-hmm. on, like, maybe their habits are not the way they, or he doesn't go to the gym as much as I thought that he did, mm-hmm. you know, and like, 
or he doesn't really eat healthy. Like the, like, and so it's like the little things like that, that you just start to put together and you're like, okay, hold on. Like now I'm really starting to see the, you're getting to know the person yeah. in them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from my experience, I, I can, for me personally, I feel like 90 days is too little, little. time. Yeah. Um, I think I would say from like six months to a year, you have an idea, like yeah. you have a, a clear idea of what this person is like and it's not always going to be pink and flowers, but mm -hmm. you get an idea of like, okay, I could see myself with this person. Okay. I could see myself working, like work, working things out with this person and so on. Right. Um, and obviously that's all through experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that six months to a year, you have an idea of like, whether you see yourself with that person or not, yeah. or, or you see it going somewhere, right. you know, rather than just it being a hangout or a fun thing. Right. You know? Well, that's so. the reality is that the first 90 days, you're really not for the most part, you're really not going through challenges you're in not your you're getting to know each other yeah yeah i think you really get to know a person when they're going through really hard times mm -hmm. when they're going through 1, like difficulties and stuff where you're just kind of like okay wait how do they handle what's hard their situations? character like yeah yeah like mm -hmm. do they lean on god do they pull away do they pull away from me do they lean into community do they isolate like you're kind of just like yeah. navigating all those things and you're really understanding the character of the person when they're going through the hard which times. is good i feel like it's good to to see that person in in a different light because that way you know what you can handle and mm -hmm. what you can not you know mm -hmm. and some people have a very um short fuse or some people like you say some people pull away or mm -hmm. disconnect and it's not a matter of like taking it personal but getting to know the person and really seeing if you can actually like deal with that or right. be okay with that or if you're actually okay with that right. and vice versa i feel like even the way like we would process things i i would think that men would also see that and be like okay she does this she processes things in a different way like can i deal with that so i feel like it's like a two-way street for Absolutely. sure yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, it's a matter of like, how are we going to, how are we going to handle conflict together? Like, are we yeah, good at the most important it? thing. So there, there was one, um, there's one series that we talked about. It was the marriage series and mm -hmm. our, our pastor talked about, um, how you can usually see like if a couple is heading for a divorce based on like the four horsemen, right. Of, um, the apocalypse, which is like of divorce or whatever. Yeah. And one of them being, um, one of them being like when you're just, when you're being defensive and stuff. And sometimes people like in conflict, like you get, like, I know I get defensive or I stonewall, which is like mm -hmm. the other, um, it's I get like, passive aggressive. Yeah. It's yeah. defensiveness, stonewalling, stonewalling mm -hmm. is where you kind of like shut down and you yeah, kind of put a wall up. There's a, there's a barrier yeah. now there and the other person kind of, so it's, it's all those things that make you understand the other person and how well or how bad you guys are going to handle or how they handle it. Yeah. Yeah. One thousand percent. And yeah. you also see the emotional maturity too, because I feel like when you're in a, in a moment where you're struggling through a lot, a lot of people don't think clearly. Right. And they make decisions based off of like what they're going through. Yeah. And that's when you're like, okay, this person is probably not as self-aware mm -hmm. as you'd think. Yeah. And I feel like self-awareness should be applied when you're going through moments like that, even though it's really hard, obviously, right. because when you're upset or when you're in a gray cloud, it's hard to really think yeah. clear. But I feel like it's practicing the self-awareness that, that for example, like when you, when you and I have conversations that's something that I've worked on in the past years where I'm like very self-aware and I'm like, okay, I'm really upset right now. And this is exactly how I feel. Yeah. 
and and I know I'm upset, but yeah. it's like just calling it, naming what you're feeling, calling right. it what it is and just really like still be like, I don't know, like keep your mind in a, in a clear space, yeah. even though it's kind of hard to do, to do but yeah, I, I think self-awareness is very important when you're in a very low moment or situation or anxiety or whatever, right? as well as when you're in a good a mood or whatever, yeah. you know? So I have this chart here, which I'm going to talk about it, and maybe we'll post it on our Instagram stories because I think it sh- it should go on, up mm-hmm. on there. But um, it's the four horsemen and how to stop them with their antidotes. And obviously this mm-hmm. doesn't really even pertain just to like a relationship with a significant other. It can also pertain to like your friends, like mm-hmm. your family. Like this is how maybe you saw conflict at home and this, right. this is how you respond to it. It's repeated and so behavior. it's repeated behavior. Mm-hmm. It's learned behavior and it's repeated behavior. And then you bring it to your significant other, to your spouse, to your friends, to other people. And so the four horsemen are criticism, which is obviously verbally attacking personality or character. Contempt, which is attacking the sense of self with an intent to insult or abuse. Defensiveness, which is victimizing yourself to ward off ward off a perceived attack and reverse the blame or stonewalling, which is when you withdraw to avoid conflict. And so then um, the antidote like for criticism is to do a gentle startup. So to talk about your feelings using I statements and express a positive need for mm-hmm. contempt is building a culture of appreciation. It's like learning how to appreciate um, reminding yourself of your partner's positive qualities, not just the negative ones and finding gratitude for them. Then um, in defensiveness, it's taking responsibility. You have to accept your partner's point of view and offer an apology for like your own wrongdoing or any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. And then stonewalling, it's um, physiological self-soothing. So maybe you need to take a break and spend time doing something soothing and distracting so that you don't like you can let your guard down like that you can let that wall down yeah and so i think it's it's important to know those things because i think that that's what really like helps you yeah yeah Yeah. and that comes with emotional maturity which is mm -hmm. what we've talked about which is why i pulled my book out because um you can't and our pastor just said this recently like you can't be spiritually healthy if you're not emotionally healthy Mm -hmm. and you can't be emotionally healthy if you're not spiritually healthy too and I so agree. that's I why I pulled out the book. I think um, emotional and spiritual maturity go hand in hand. They, they depend on each other. And I think when you're in a spirit, when you are in a place where you are um, hungry to know God, and mm-hmm. when you are leaning on on not yourself but on God, your perspective on a lot of things change. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it all from a lens of faith, from a lens of like this doesn't depend on me. I am not in control, but God is, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it kind of alleviates the issue that you may be going through, the problem, the stress, in the best way because yeah. you're realizing that you're not in control, but you're doing the best you can and what you can control, and let God do the rest. Right. And I think that once you kind of st- start leaning in God and not in your own understanding at 1000%, the emotional maturity comes through because it kind of eases your emotions as well. You know, it's like, it's all connected. It's like, I don't have control over this. So I'm, I choose not to stress out over something I can't control. Yeah. If you cannot control the outcome, then we got to stop acting like we're God. Like yeah. we're not, there's no way we yeah. can't control the outcome. So I think the two, two, the two and two go together because when there's a disconnect, that's where anxiety comes in, Absolutely. stress, even sickness, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like sometimes when I focus so much on what's 
going on or what might happen or I start creating scenarios in my head. Like I, I overthink at times. And when I overthink, oh my gosh, I drown. Yeah. <laughs> so it's because I want to control things. Mm -hmm. And when I, I don't, when I forget that God is the one in control, anxiety cre creeps in like no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's just terrible. So it's like shifting my mindset. And I could only say from like what I've experienced, yeah. when I shift my focus on what God, what God says on his word and what I believe and on my faith and in prayer, because mm -hmm. praying helps so much. Mm -hmm you feel like you feel that peace yeah. and that like you kind of like like the stress just kind of starts like going down Dwindling, slowly yeah. yeah and then you're just like okay i'm stressed but i'm it's fine it's gonna be okay right so it's trusting that it's gonna be okay that it's it's sometimes hard to believe but if you really put it to practice it it works it yeah. goes hand in hand yeah i um i love that you said that because obviously uh like there's this part of the book like so okay so i'm gonna say because you were up uh, you were asking me like do i feel like i wasted the best years of my life mm -hmm. with somebody i'm like um as much as i want to say yes i also want to say no because i've learned so much from right. that right and so if you take every failure that and, and i quote unquote failure because i i don't think that it's a failure um mm -hmm. but if you take what may seem like a failed relationship and you realize that you've learned so much out of it and that you've learned about your own self-awareness and you've learned to how to be emotionally aware and how to, you know, grow closer to God and grow as a human and mature, um, then it wasn't, it wasn't a waste. It wasn't a waste. It was right? something learned. It was something that you had to go through for as long as you did mm -hmm. to learn from it and to grow from it. And so um, I know, like I look at the four horsemen and I know that, part of one of my issues in that relationship with was that I was constantly criticizing him for okay. like, like I didn't feel like maybe he was like ambitious enough. And like, I'm, I've always been a go getter and I'm always like, let's do this. Like, I'm always like having all these big dreams and big goals. And he wasn't running that race. He like, he was like, I just want to live a comfortable life. I just want my go, nine to yeah, five. To go and at then, his own pace. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was like, Oh my gosh, but I want more. And so you're kind of like trying to put more adrenaline into this person. So instead of like, instead of realizing we're just both not on the same page and not running the same race, I was constantly criticizing him and putting him down instead of accepting, instead him. of accepting him for yeah. who he was showing me to be yeah, and saying, okay, wait a minute. This isn't what I'm looking for. This isn't mm -hmm. what I need. This isn't what I want back then. It was like, this is, this is just the person that I love and I'm going to learn to deal with it and let's go, let's do this. But now I'm like, no, like that relationship just taught me more of maybe what I want is not what I need. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've talked about it a lot. I think my body started rejecting a lot of things towards the end. Like I was obviously going through a lot of anxiety, taking anxiety medications, depression medications, like all these things. Um, at that point, like health wise, I was affected by it a lot, like towards the end. Um, it was like throwing off my hormones. Like I hadn't like hormonal imbalances. Like it was just terrible. And we actually had a conversation with somebody at church yesterday mm -hmm. and she was kind of going through the same thing and opened up to us about something that she's going through. That's very similar. And she was like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm realizing yeah. my face has cleared up. Like I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, you know, it's crazy. So emotionally healthy spirituality has, um, in the book, it says, um, there's a part that says God speaks to us through a knot in the stomach, muscle tension, trembling and shaking, the wow. release of adrenaline into our bloodstream, headaches and a suddenly elevated heart rate. God may be screaming at us through our physical body while we look for and prefer a more quote unquote spiritual signal. The reality is that often our bodies know our feelings before our minds. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. I agree with and that. It's, and so it's like being self-aware and emotionally aware that sometimes your body is rejecting something, mm-hmm. is alerting you that there's something Isn't off. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, I, I went through a similar experience in one of my relationships. Um, yeah, it sounds like I have like five different <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, in the past, mm-hmm. um, I felt like the, the end was near mm-hmm. and I, I was breaking out so bad, mm-hmm. so bad. This was like three years ago. I was breaking out so bad and I would have like, I would cry, but it was like, I just felt so much sadness. Mm-hmm. Like I felt sadness in my soul before it even happened. And it was like a week before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I feel so sad? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a warning and I didn't know why, yeah. like nothing really was going on, you know, Yeah. until it actually happened. And I was like, wait a minute. That was like my body warning me that this was happening. And yeah, it's true. Like you, you feel it in your, in your, even your skin, your body. I was breaking out terribly, terribly. And I even went to get that checked because I was like, what the heck is this? And they told me that it was hormonal mm-hmm. um, anxiety. Anxiety was up the roof. It was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Nonstop crying. I wouldn't know why I would cry. Like I would just randomly cry. Yeah, it was bad. So yeah, it's true. It's true. I think your body does know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Is, you think it's just like for women or for like men too? No, I think it's both. You think um, it's both? Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll say like there's been there's been guys I've dated that um we we put a question up on our Instagram story that says, Do you think that you attract who you are? Mm-hmm. And and I do believe that. I do believe that you don't attract what you want, you attract who you are. Um, yeah, I agree. And so like, you know, I, there was one person in particular that, um, I could see the anxiety in them around me. Wow. And that anxiety would make me anxious around them because I was like, if you are feeling like this, then I'm going to be anxious because you're anxious. And so it was like a mirror reflection. So he would, obviously he was a guy, <laughs> right? I, I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, but uh, yeah, he was a guy. So, so it goes to show that it doesn't just happen for women. Like, it's not like I was going in yeah, of feeling course. anxious. I was going in feeling very secure in myself, but seeing him in an anxious state of mind, it made you anxious, was making me anxious. And then it also kind of made me insecure because mm. I was kind of like, why are you so anxious around me all the time? Like, you're like, am I doing something? Yeah. Like, it's like, is there something wrong? Is the chemistry not there? Like you start overthinking everything. Cause yeah. you're just kind of like, are, are like, are, are we like not good? Like what, like what is happening? And so it kind of makes you get to a point where you feel a little bit maybe unsafe because mm-hmm. of that. Um, but yeah, what you were saying, you were saying something in regards to like, I think it's grieving. I think you were, um, grieving before, grieving it, happened. before it actually happened. Yeah. And I think it happens a lot. It's happened to me before. It's happened you, to me twice already. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm learning to really listen to my body and my gut. Yeah. What my gut says, which yeah. is sometimes, which like I don't even think it's even really the gut. It's I the think Holy it's Spirit. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But I believe the Holy Spirit lives in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I'm I like, I feel like the Holy Spirit is in my gut. In your inner stomach. Yeah. Is what yeah, you yeah. Say. In the inner stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, like, um, how would I, I don't know how to say it in English, como una puya, like a, like a poking, like a punch in the like stomach. Like a punch in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the worst feeling. But I agree. It's the second time it happens. And 
The second time around, I had like kind of like the same cry and I'm like, mm, why does this feel so familiar? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was grieving it before it happened. I agree. It's kind of sad, but yeah. Uh, have you felt like you've wasted your years? You know, I agree with what you said recently. I don't see it as a waste. Okay. I see it all as a learning curve. Um, I guess one thing I would say is that I've learned more now to be more firm and listen to what my body says or the Holy spirit or my gut or my stomach, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the, the punching feeling, the, that feeling that you're like, there's something off. I've learned to be more like I've learned to listen to it because I really do feel it's never wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it never, it's never let me down. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, you know, when you feel that something's off, you're like, there's yeah. something and you can't pinpoint it, but you're like, there's just something going on. It's 99.9% of the time, it's just listen to it. It's yeah. right. And I feel like that's something that I do regret in the past that I didn't listen. And I would just be like, oh, it's just me. Ah, whatever. It's just me. It's this. It's that. Like trying to find an excuse to it. When in reality, it was like what I thought or felt all along, you know? Right. But regarding the best years of my life, no, I, I really don't think so. I My first boyfriend, I dated him for almost five years and... I was 18 till I was 22, 23. And I don't, I don't regret that either. I was learning. I was really Mm -hmm. young. It was a great relationship. We just grew apart and he was in a different, like, you know, like we were, we were honestly growing apart or like you said, it's like our, your race was different, completely different, like extremely different. So it got to a point that it's like, "Mm, this isn't going anywhere, but um i learned a lot from that too you i think you learn a lot about yourself as you step into like relationships you know yeah obviously it sucks the fact that you know that the the relationships that the relationships have been and have ended but it's all because of like for a reason right um but i i think if anything i've learned a lot about me Mm -hmm. like i've i've built more of like self love and and things like that Mm -hmm. like it's it's I don't know. I feel like you and I are kind of the same of like, we don't just date anybody. We Mm -hmm. don't just, and some people do it and it's it's cool. But for me, I don't date just to date, just to like, Oh, I'm bored. Let's date. It's, I don't see, I've never seen it that way. So I feel like I have learned a lot from the opposite sex and the people that I've dated. And also I've learned a lot about myself as I, you know, embark on the journey with them. And I think as you date, you kind of start like really, coming to a conclusion of like, okay, I really, this is what I want. And like you grab from all these like people that you've dated and you're like, okay, this is exactly what I want. Like those things didn't work for me, but this is what I want. Yeah. You know? So do you believe, um, actually I'm going to hold that thought on the question that I was going to ask you. No, tell me. No, because I'm going to read something. You said something about how you get passive aggressive. I can get passive aggressive. Yes. So, um, I'm going to read you this from again, emotionally healthy spirituality. Okay. And it says, Grieving is not possible without paying attention to our anger and sadness. And sometimes, and I I say grieving because we are obviously talking about how you can grieve a relationship ending before it actually ends. But in that grieving process, you don't realize that you're actually angry and sad Mm -hmm. with the other person because things, you're starting to see that things are dwindling down or that things have changed or that the consistency has changed or that you're no longer on the same page. And so obviously like you start becoming angry and sad, but then you're like, it's almost like your body physically starts grieving before you mentally start grieving. Agreed. Right. And so it says, 
the, and obviously this is for people that from the church, but they say most people who fill churches are nice and respectable. Few people explode in anger, at least in public. A lot of people have a problem with feeling angry. They feel like that's a it's sin, wrong. that yeah. you shouldn't feel angry. But the reality is anger is an emotion that you can feel. It's what you do with your anger that can be a sin, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a completely different story. But um, this, the author of the book says the majority, the majority, like me, stuff these difficult feelings, trusting that God will honor our noble efforts, like mm -hmm. not showing that you're angry. The result is that we leak through in soft ways, such as passive aggressive yeah, behavior, 1000%. showing up late, sarcastic remarks, a nasty tone of voice and the giving of the silent treatment. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, the passive aggressive part is like yeah it's kind of like i don't want to be mean but i am upset and mm -hmm. i rather not say anything but you know but it keeps popping up so this is the only response i can give yeah and it comes off passive aggressive because obviously i'm angry so mm -hmm. yeah definitely i feel like i i for me i i tend to well you you've seen it <laughs> <laughs> i tend to shove down my emotions mm -hmm. until i explode explode a little bit like, and and not explode in an angry like an way anger explode doesn't like <sighs> but like it's more I, of a I'm, no my emotions are really coming out yeah, now i'm sad and yeah. i'm frustrated like yeah. i've been you know like it's like yeah i've been sad but then there's you're like i'm fine i'm fine i'm, I'm fine, fine i'm fine, fine. until I'm like, you're I'm not. not fine yeah and i know i'm not fine but i tell myself i'm fine i'm like i'm not i'm not fine <laughs> and it's like bottling it up inside it's terrible yeah. it's terrible i think it i don't know i don't know why that happened it's almost like we were saying the other day that we were like you got to land the plane at some point. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like you're for running sure. out of gas in the air. And it's you're definitely like, I'm fine, running I'm out of fine, gas. I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, mayday, mayday, I'm running out of gas. Okay, I got to land the plane now. I'm not fine. Houston, we have a problem. Oh my gosh. Houston, This is where our creative brain comes out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I do. Like, it's like, it kind of sucks because obviously I, nobody likes to be sad but that's i think that's the way i've handled it yeah i think in my past relationships i like yeah like the like three years ago that was that was a whole different ballgame <laughs> i was obviously it's different like i feel like every relationship is different but i feel like there's different emotions that we experience in mm -hmm. each relationship and I think the one that i was in about three years ago was the worst like yeah. it was like the way i processed things was so it was just terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously I didn't know how to handle it, but I think, yeah, I think there's just different stages. I think, you know how they say that there's seven different stages in like of when grief, you're different. Yeah. yeah. Of mm -hmm. grief. I went through all of yeah. them and all of them were like sitting with me for like a month each. And it it's insane. not linear. Like it's like oh people think you're going to feel anger, sadness and all this yeah. like in one. And it's like, no, 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 it's not linear. Like it can, yeah. it can go from anger to like this, to that, to this, to that. It's insane. And yeah. then I would count the days of like, oh, I just had three consecutive good days. Wow. That's amazing. Crazy. Like yeah. it felt like I was like going crazy. Yeah. That's so, yeah. usually what happens. That's why I understand some people that go through it like really bad. Cause I'm like, man, I've, I've been there and it's, it's the worst, you know? So do you, I was going to ask you the question. Um, <clears throat> do you believe that the people that date just for fun and date from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, mm -hmm. just have a really hard time being alone? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we have friends that we've talked to about this. Um, I do think that if you jump from one person to the next, like relationship to relationship or dating to dating to dating and you're never alone. Yeah. There's, there's something there that it's like, you got to look within yourself. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like there's, there's a void that mm -hmm. they're trying to fill by mm -hmm. looking for distractions 
mm-hmm. in the out in, in the outside world. But yeah. Do you believe in dating multiple people at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell no. me more. <laughs> no, no. I, I just think I feel like it's very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know I, I do have friends that they've done it and it's like, oh, I'm going out on a date with this guy. And then on Wednesday, I'm going out on a date with this guy. And then for me personally, Nebraska cannot do that mm-hmm. because I feel like what if you like both guys at the same time like who, who do you choose like what do you do you know you know what i mean so it's like i don't know yes i do know what you mean <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> okay so i'm gonna confess something actually please go ahead okay, because you know this is our podcast and i might as well the breaking bread let's go know? um there's freedom and confession guys <laughs> so there's the reason why i say this is okay there's there's so many things on instagram these days and like we have our breaking bread podcast uh Mm -hmm. instagram right but like we're on it we're not on it all the time Mm -hmm. person on my personal instagram i'm turned off i'm like i don't even care to be on it anymore like i'd rather be on my business and my that's where i'm at now my Mm -hmm. the breaking bread podcast instagram i don't care for for my personal stuff but Mm -hmm sometimes we get so consumed with so much information from Instagram. And we actually just spoke about this with one of our couples that we're hoping that we can get in, in the, um, on the podcast in the next few weeks. But, um, you see so much information and so many rules and things that have worked for other people that you expect it to work for you. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And there's all these dating coaches, singles coaches, all these things on, on Instagram or TikTok, And they tell you, um, give the guy 90 days to freaking date them and get, like show you, or I'm saying guys, but like, because we're girls, but give a person 90 days to show you their true colors or date multiple people at once because I've that's how that. you'll know. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, and they'll tell you like, man, maybe they're Christian based, but they're like, it's, you're not hurting anybody with actually dating multiple people at once. But what is dating as in like having boyfriends? Because dating to me is that like, if you're dating somebody. Like, like actually I making like, it official, yeah. not talking. Because I mean, there's the talk. talking stage and then there's the dating me, stage, right? Dating to me is boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. Right? No? I mean, not to everybody. To some people, they're like, I'm going on a date with somebody. Well, you're and talking that, to you're somebody. You're dating somebody, but you're, it's like part of the talking stage and it's not really official. So you're hanging out with somebody. So it's, it's like an open thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not really committed to them. You're kind of hanging out. But that's where it gets tricky because to some yeah, people, sure. that kind of dating can be exclusive. Like, it's like, I'm only dating you and nobody else. But I mean, to right, un- right. somebody else or to the other person, it can be like, wait, no, this is, this is not exclusive. Like, I'm mm-hmm. dating a lot of people. So then that's where it becomes a thing. So I'm going to backtrack um, to... 2022 obviously i get over this heartbreak whatever right and i like go on this trip with people come back and i'm just like okay great and i'm looking at all these like instagram people and i'm getting bombarded by all these algorithms of things i'm a wedding photographer so of course you have dating coaches singles coaches all these things and so there was this one dating coach that said date multiple people at once and i was like you know what i've never done that before (laughs) so let's give it a shot yeah i don't know how people do it because let me that tell was you, hard. I will never do it again. I know. That <laughs> was, was rough. I will legit never date. At first, it was like, okay. At first, okay. I was like, okay, I could get the hang of it. Afterwards, I was like, oh, this is exhausting. Like, I can't keep up with the conversation between... <laughs> and it was two people. It wasn't even five, okay? <laughs> yeah. But not saying that she said five, but I was like, dude, I don't know how people do it. Like, how do people mm-hmm. cheat? Because I don't know how people it's cheat. It's a headache. Because yeah. it, was, it was so much. And so then it made me realize, you know what? Like, 
I can't do what works for other people because that's not who I am. And it at the core of who you. I am in my heart, I'm just confusing myself and confusing them and not bringing clarity to myself or and them. And then being confused with both conversations. <laughs> like, oh, you like, no, you don't, you're the one that doesn't like coffee. It's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm like, I can't do this. And yeah. so um, funny enough, like I think, yeah, do I agree with you? I'm like, yeah, I do agree with like, dating multiple people at once it's it's really hard for some people um i think the people that date multiple people at once have a fear of commitment of just committing to one person yeah but what about jumping from one person to the next jumping from one person to the next so so here's where i was going to say with that with the whole 90 days thing so obviously I tried to give myself 90 days with these two people, right? Mm -hmm. um, by day 80 something, one kind of fell apart. The other one, we were kind of figure th figuring things out. But um, I realized that just like I give people 90 days, I also, if I end a relationship, I have to hit the reset button with God and In give 90 myself days. 90, at least 90 days smart. alone. That's smart. And so, and so like, um, I'm hoping that we get our friend Renee on the podcast because mm -hmm. it was funny. She messaged me while I was going through like this, like kind of downward spiral. And, um, we ended up like having this conversation and she was like, I was praying to God about who I could talk to about this. He put like the Holy spirit put in, in my heart that I needed to reach out to you. So I, she did. And, um, we were both going through very similar things at the wow. same time. And I was like, dude, there's no coincidence that the Holy Spirit said to like talk to me because I'm going through something very similar. So we ended up having the conversation and she was like, I was like, let's, I would love to have you on the podcast. Like yeah. we talk about this. And she's like, you know what? She's like, I love that, but I want to give myself 90 days alone with God before even like, like Amazing. talking about it. And I was like, dude, I was like, this girl's younger than me and she's ministering to me. And in my head, I had already thought about, let me hit a reset button, but I didn't know how many days to give myself. I was like, let me just get, get myself a year. back. To <laughs> yeah, I was, I was at that point. I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a year. But I was like, all right, God, like it's just, a long time. And I've prayed the prayers. I'm like, teach me whatever you need to teach me quick because I can't keep wasting my time. Like if I of keep course. repeating the same patterns and the same like things mm -hmm. and the same cycles, like, then I've got to learn my lessons and I've got to learn them quickly. Of course, of and course. so like I've prayed those prayers to God. And so she said the 90 days and I was like, you know what? I love that you said 90 days because I was thinking a month or two months. And now that you are till 20, because at the time, I don't even remember what November, it was early November. So I was like, I'll give myself till like the beginning of 2024. But then she said 90 days. And I was like, I give guys 90 days when I'm dating them. So yeah, I'm going to give myself at least 90 days to be really be intentional with my alone time with mm -hmm. God. Um, so crazy enough, it's going to be a week before the 90 days are over, um, today that we're recording. So next Monday, okay. um, and I'm like, I wish more people would do this. I wish more people would actually break things off when dating somebody and say, you know what? Okay. It didn't work out with this person. Let me give myself a little, a quarter, a season, 90 days to reset myself, yeah. to spend alone time with God, to spend alone time with myself and realize what it is that I did wrong in this situation. Yeah, of course. What the other person, the qualities that they had that I really liked or the qualities that they had that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. um, let me kind of adjust what I'm looking for based on what I've learned from this previous person and then go to God go to God daily, read my Bible. And we talked about this yesterday because you were like, you look very Zen. And I was like, yeah. I feel very Zen because I know that I've been cracking open my Bible and I've been more, I've been like 
able to discern and listen to what God is telling me with a more with more clarity because I have no distractions. Of course, because you have no distractions, like not even social media. Right. You know, it's like you're not being right. fed by things by like all you're the not things looking that for were right. telling right. me go date multiple people at once. Well, and then, listen, there, that's a thing nowadays. Open marriages too. Oh, no, like, I know. I know this couple that. Um, that they they're kind of famous on Instagram. They're kind of like influencers. And I saw the whole journey. I'm like, this is crazy. So the husband, they had been married for like 10 years and the husband was like, okay, I want to like have an open marriage. And so she agreed. And then they were dating. So he was dating this girl and she was dating this guy, but the girl and the guy were also dating. So it was like a four, a foursome kind of thing. Again, like a couple, <laughs> couples, uh, I guess it was like couples, <laughs> With each other, I don't know, mm. and so Felice los cuatro. Felice los cuatro. Pendejo los cuatro también. But anyway, so it was boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, and then they were dating each other, and then I think not even a year passed, or maybe a year, and then I guess she was like, "This isn't for me." She ended up divorcing the guy, and the guy stayed with the girl. Really? Yeah, and it's like what he ended up staying with the girl, with the girlfriend. Oh my gosh! And she ended up walking. It's like. I don't know. I, and I and their philosophy is that you cannot be satisfied by one person alone. Mm, that's a so problem. The, the, right. So the 75% or whatever, 10% that your spouse is missing, you can find it in somebody else. So you'll be fully satisfied mm. entirely by getting the satisfaction from both parties in areas that your wife or your girlfriend cannot give you. It's crazy. <laughs> Those are people that don't know how to be whole on their but, own. But then I'm like, because they're looking right. for satisfaction from the other person. Yeah. Or, you know, like, obviously, like if somebody's married, there's always going to be something missing. Right. The person's not perfect. So, right. yeah, it's finding that missing piece in somebody else. But it's like, what are you talking okay, about? So you're going to leave. You're going to leave maybe 90% for the 10% that's missing. But right. what then what that other 90% is going to be missing? Like it's, it's still going to be missing, right? Yeah. I, I know. You're I did always going to find something that's missing. I'm terrible at math, but I did my math. I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. But that's the thing nowadays. And some people are open to that. And I'm, and I, I can't, I personally cannot. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I think that's why you have to figure out what works best for you and what yeah, doesn't. For sure. But at the same time, it's like. And I've talked about this conversation. I've had this conversation with our friend Paul, mm-hmm. and um, who's also another wedding photographer. So me and him have seen things, and t- t- we talk about it all the time. But Paul will constantly say, um, he's like, you know, dating wasn't a thing in the Bible, so like it's really hard. It was straight to marriage, right? It's yeah. really hard to go back into the Bible and see what God. Well, like what the rules are in regards mm-hmm. to dating, because that right. wasn't a thing in the Bible. Like yeah, in the, the culture Bible was different in yeah, the culture was different. And in a lot of the stories that we hear about in the Bible, it's mostly the men finding the woman, right? The or men. single men being single forever. Or like single, Paul. Yeah. Or and Jesus. <laughs> yes. you know what I mean, like Paul, our friend, like Paul <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Paul. ladies, Paul is single um, and ready to make <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's gonna, gonna hate live. you for that comment, but he's I gonna know, laugh. I know. <laughs> we have, we want to get him on the podcast. As we love well, you, but, Paul. Um, but yeah, like there's there's people in the Bible, and most of most of the time, the man was kind of the one that found the woman, and like mm-hmm. like it wasn't the woman didn't go looking for the man. It was always right. the man finding the woman. Like whether it was Boaz because Ruth was you know working the field, or yeah. 
David and Bathsheba, even though she was married. <laughs> but, I know what you're trying to but say. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was always the man finding the woman. Um, but anyways, I think I think it's very interesting because it's like, how do you really navigate dating these days? And a lot of people feel like, because I date somebody, I'm going to automatically marry them. And mm. that's not the terrible case Terrible mentality either. I yeah. mean, too. Terrible mentality too. Yeah. But yeah, because it's like you're, you already step into a relationship romanticizing the whole thing. And then that's when the red flags are pink. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my gosh, they're just like that. I love them so much. And they're going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry them on until you end up heartbroken after like month two. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I did not see this coming. So I think I think one thing that I could say is that we should not romanticize things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had guys come to me and tell me, "Oh my gosh, I I gave you the moon, the sun, and the stars, and 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 the space in between, and all the planets and the universe." And it's like I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not asking you to give me the universe and all the rose petals in the garden. I don't want that. Yeah. It's more so like we shouldn't romanticize it. It's like we're at a point where we're adults. It's like let's have a conversation. Where where are you at in life? This is where I'm at in life. Let's talk about it. Do you have any traumas? Anything that I should know? Like just having conversations and like honestly creating that friendship or that bond where you know that you can both be (laughs) Andrea was coughing where you can both be like in a place where if you have a discussion it's like a friend like you can become best friends Mm -hmm. even in the process of a relationship Mm -hmm. instead of romanticizing the whole thing of like you're gonna be my wife one day it's like dude you don't even know my middle name like let's relax you know (laughs) I feel like some people just get too ahead of the game Oh, you don't even know my middle name? I don't think I do. Yes, you do. I always say it at Starbucks. Oh, really? Yeah. What is your middle I name? I never say my first name at I Starbucks. I mean, I've heard you say your, your that name, but I thought you were just saying that name because it was easier. I didn't think that. <laughs> no, that's that. So you're DDM? <laughs> yeah, I'm DDM. <laughs> wow. Okay. My middle name is Daniela. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, why, that's why when I go to Starbucks, they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Daniela. Hello. Oh, I didn't know that. It's easier. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it is. But but you know what? I'm, anyway, going yeah. back to what I was saying, <laughs> it's like sometimes like we I'm not dating you, so I, it's okay. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. It's two of us. <laughs> Although sometimes it does feel like I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like we need to stop romanticizing so much or, oh my gosh, like he asked me out on a date. Yeah, he asked you out on a date to get to know you, not to marry you. Yeah. Like it's not, we need to normalize that too. We need to normalize when we go grab coffee with somebody, it's coffee and mm-hmm. that's it. It's not a a road to like putting a ring on my finger. It's just a conversation of getting to know each other. Yeah. So I think we're at a point in our lives as adults now in our 30s that we really need to think smart in that sense of like, what can this person offer me and what can I offer them or mm-hmm. what can I bring to the table mm-hmm. and really letting the, because for me personally, I've been very clear. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not here to play games. Like I don't play games. I'm a, I know I'm a very loyal person. Yeah. So it's like putting that on the table and being like, Hey, this is who I am. And, and you're either going to match me where I'm this at is who or I you're am. not like, get out of the way. Yeah. You're going to get to know me. Sure. I think we all have like red flags or whatever, but like, this is who I am from the beginning. Like I'm going to be myself from the beginning. So yeah. we need to stop like, being like, oh, this amazing, like, oh, like beautiful, perfect girl. No, no. Be you. Who's yeah. Andrea? Andrea is Andrea, period. So yeah. I think it's you, just you being your authentic, genuine self. And you say you attract who you are. So mm-hmm. if we are that person, we are going to attract an authentic, genuine person, you yeah. know, and just have the smart conversations. I, like I mean, that. I don't know why people are so uncomfortable by having 
the uncomfortable conversations because well, marriage comes in and then that's when you that's when reality really hits you know what i mean the truth is i think a lot of people don't really know who they really are and then that's another thing it's yeah. like then you need to figure yourself out to be able to step into a yeah. serious relationship you know yeah so but um, it's also like even if i were to date for fun I would rather say it like, Hey, mm-hmm. I, this is, I'm be clear from I'm the just beginning. having fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's, let's just go out and hang out, but I'm not be, be, be as transparent right. as possible from the very beginning. I, I think that's important. Yeah. Mainly yeah. because the other person always deserves clarity and of stuff. Course. Of course. Um, I'm going to read another part of the book because we talked about emotions a little bit earlier and mm-hmm. I am obviously like skimming through it and finding things that I had highlighted that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. And it says ignoring our emotions is turning back is turning our back on reality. Listening to our emotions ushers us into reality and reality is where we meet God. Emotions are the language of the soul. They are the cry that gives the heart a voice. However, we often turn a deaf ear through emotional denial, distortion, or disengagement. We strain out anything disturbing in order to gain tenuous control over inner world. We are frightened and ashamed of what leaks into our consciousness. In neglecting our intense emotions, we are false to ourselves and Mm. lose a wonderful opportunity to know God. We forget that change comes through brutal honesty and vulnerability before God. I'm going to ask you a question. This may be a hard question. Oh, God. I'll probably cry. And we'll probably <laughs> end, end the episode after we both answer this question. Aye, aye, aye. I don't know if we see things eye to eye from on this. I think we do. Knowing you and knowing me. Knowing mm. me, knowing you. Do you know that song? By, oh, my gosh. Okay, never mind. I'm scared of this question. <laughs> um, do you <clears throat> believe that you can go back to somebody that hurt you? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> oh my gosh, your face! Voy a poner a llorar. No, mentira. Um, somebody that hurt me? Mm-hmm. No. Really? No. Why? <laughs> no. Why? No, I really do think. I don't want to say it depends on the hurt because I do think that. It really depends what happened. If this person was a terrible person and they hurt you with their intentions or with their being and they knew exactly what they were doing and they hurt you. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you got like that hurt you, not with the intentions of them hurting you, but more so because of what they were going through. I think that's something it's different. It mm-hmm. would be something that you'd have to navigate and really like sit with your thoughts and really think about it. If it's something that you are okay with going if this is someone that is worth going back to, mm-hmm. if they, in fact, are in a better place, you know? Mm-hmm. But overall, if the person hurt me with all the intentions in the world, no, absolutely not. I would not go back. No. Okay. What What do you think? Um. <laughs> okay. I've been the person that has hurt before. Yeah. And I've been taken back. Um, mm-hmm. is, does that make sense? I've been taken back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've given you a second chance. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've also been the person that has gotten hurt and taken someone back. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. And I think I've always, I've always wanted to say, or I've always wanted to look at it from a <clears throat> lens of grace, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think um, I've seen it in my own household where I've had to see, like, my mom extend my dad grace mm-hmm. in regards to certain things. And so there's been a lot of forgiveness and grace, but this is where it's a big, but 
<laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> I think it has to come with changed behavior. Absolutely. And it has to come with work. You got to yeah. do the work. And time. Of, and time. It mm -hmm. can't just be a, oh my gosh, I messed up. I want you to take me back. and then Because you're, I miss you. Yeah. And that's it. And then you're like, okay, yeah, let's get back together or let's figure things out. And like, there's been no changed behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Uh, there's a, a pastor that we follow that says, trust is lost in buckets and earned in drops. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where it comes back down to it. Like in order to really uh, gain the trust back, you have to fill that bucket back up. Correct. And sometimes it could take a while. And it you takes can, time. And But it's if you're willing to put the work and the effort into it, then yeah. But so if you're then not, we're on the same page. Then no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if somebody was intentional and being really like, yeah evil towards you why no like yeah. ops absolutely not but and if it's obviously this has really nothing depends. to do with abuse this no, has nothing no, to do with no. like emotional physical or verbal abuse like that's a completely different thing i think that that's um a whole nother scenario but Definitely. i think that like when it comes to certain little things that they're just like oh i was not in the right headspace or i was not in mm -hmm. the right it was not the right time and i want to give things another shot and you're yeah. just kind of like okay but you're like but have you done the work have you been doing the work because i've been doing the work so have you been doing the work and it's like i want to see like, okay i want to see your changed behavior like prove me wrong type right. of thing yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, yeah i agree i think the grace is something that we are we are taught and that mm -hmm. we are to practice and we should practice and we're also not perfect so i'm sure like we've made mistakes and you know mm -hmm. second chances have been <laughs> given to us too you know yeah so i think that we learn from from that but they do i do believe in this like fool me once shame on you shame on you fool me twice shame on me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know because if, if you if, it, if it's a cycle that keeps happening over and over again it's like all right you already know that there's no turning back you yeah. know yeah So, yeah. Um, and so to close this off, I'm going to go back again <clears throat> to emotionally healthy spirituality. Mm -hmm. And it says it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And it's by Sp Peter Scudzero. I can't say his last name, but um, where it was, it's talking here. And there's a chapter called Know Yourself so that you may know God. And um, it talks about how to develop your authentic self. And so it gives you like a, a few points and it says, pay attention to your interior and silence and solitude. So if you're going through a breakup, I highly recommend doing 90 days by yourself in mm -hmm. silence and solitude. And by silence and solitude, I mean that in the last 80 something days, I have cut out all kinds of distractions. I have not been watching TV which That's is great. not the norm. Cause even like during Christmas, I barely watched Hallmark movies. And that to me is like, that's Christmas for me. Um, but I've, I've been very intentional in waking up early, reading my Bible, going to bed, reading my Bible before bed, um, and eliminating distractions. Even when you're a part of a church and community is a big thing for you, yeah. sometimes community can be a crutch and it doesn't allow you to actually really be intentional with your silence and solitude time Agreed. because you're trying to numb yourself and not sit with your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings because you're just like, let me keep myself busy so I don't sit here and think about it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need to sit and yeah. think about you it and to process. process your feelings and yeah. stuff. 
and and sit and alone with God and be like, man, this is today is a really crappy day, God. And I hate that I'm feeling this way, but mm-hmm. be vulnerable with him and be really intentional with how you're actually feeling. Um, yeah. And then it says, find trusted companions, which obviously in the last 83 days, you've been one of them that I'm just like, I'm going through this and I like need you to pray for me. You've been to- one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been that for each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, three is move out of your comfort zone, which mm-hmm. I think you and I are doing by even stepping into new circles. New yeah. Fr- like, mm-hmm. We're just like, we just want to meet new people. We want to have different conversations with different people. Right. We want to just like get out of our comfort zone. Um and then the other one, the other point is pray for courage. <clears throat> and it says, um, yeah, that, you know, I think it's, it's one of the things that you should look into. I highly recommend this book. I love this book actually. No, it's, but honestly, I think that if a lot of people are going through, which we were talking about and we're mm-hmm. like, man, it's in the air. It's crazy. Yeah. Breakups, divorce. Yeah. Um, what is it called? calling out engagements and things yeah. like that. A lot of people are in transition career wise. That's my season. Yeah. <laughs> right a lot now. of people are like going from, uh, you know, a career that was very solid to like mm-hmm. going into shaky new things. But yeah. yeah but um, in all of this, which is what I, the notes that I took from yesterday was that um, we, man, we have to pray. Like, honestly, like prayer really, in our moments of like solitude or, you know, letdowns and disappointments and new things, new beginnings that feel so uncomfortable, prayer helps so much. And I cannot emphasize that enough. And um, sometimes like oh, this Pastor Rich was saying something about when we so when so when problems, come, problems come our way or letdowns come our way or disappointments or challenges, um, they are usually the way for God to develop us into our purpose or to take us into where we are called to be. Mm-hmm. And every challenge that God puts in front of us is to change us and mature us and to help us grow into the person that we are meant to become. Mm-hmm. And that also comes with us allowing him to do that in us by praying and to just really being open to what what might come mm-hmm. in the future. And that's the hardest thing because that's where I'm at right now. And I'm into in, in a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things that have been happening that I didn't mm-hmm. want right. to happen, but it's ha- it happens and I'm learning to be okay with that and being okay with not being okay with it. Yeah. And the transition of that has been rough to say the least. You've seen me that I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, and you're like, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, just like say, say it like it is, but. Land um, the plane, babe. Land the plane. Yeah, I'm landing. <laughs> um, and yeah. And at the end of the day, this is meant to, for me, it's meant to mature me. It's meant to challenge. It's challenging me. It's testing my character. It's just making me, helping me see myself in a better version of myself it's mm-hmm. helping me be the best person that i can be i can see how how much i've grown in mm-hmm. the past years and it's also like really believing of because it's so easy to think of what's the worst that could happen or what if this doesn't work out what if this doesn't happen and it's more of like what if it does work out what mm-hmm. if it does happen what am i like pastor rich was saying yesterday what am i gonna do if i win mm-hmm. what am i gonna do if i really do get like the outcome of something I've been praying for. What if that does happen? What am I going to do then? So it's a matter of just like really shifting that focus and perspective. 
And I don't know, maybe this could help someone, but just know that you're not going through it alone. I'm kind of going through it too. Just being vulnerable here in the Breaking Bread podcast. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like we said before, like we speak out of experience and things that we've been through. And something that really caught my attention in the notes that I took from yesterday from mm -hmm. Sunday's message was, um, I wrote this, lighting someone else's candle doesn't diminish yours. Oof, I love that. Trust when that when that. God gives you something, it's more than enough to share. So even this, this space that we have, mm -hmm. to me, it's almost like a heavenly place. It's like a holy ground, if I'm being honest. I'm not even exaggerating. And it sounds so like, oh, you know, very yeah. Christian of me to say, but it really does feel that way because I feel like because of the things that we've been through or, or the things that we are going through or our stories. Yeah. We are sharing it for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we are able to light others' candles, you know? Absolutely. It's not about us or getting no. a, or getting attention out of what we're saying, but more so of like, man, like a lot of us are in the same boat yeah. and we can definitely help each other out. Like this is a team effort. It's not just a, a Nebraska and Andrea situation, but it's more so of like, What can we do with right. with what we have? And so what that we've we, gone through. What we've gone through Because, and what we can share and like Yeah. That's the reality. You Even know? last night when we were when we were at like we had just walked out of service yeah. and our friend Edwin ran into a friend of of his. Oh my god, and, yeah, that was great. And it, he like, you know, he said a question that made him feel bad at the moment, but then she opened up about what she was going through. And I looked at her and I was like, girl, I've been there. Like, I listen, if you need a friend, you don't have to go through it alone. Like, it's been years now and I'm on a much better place. Of course. You're going to get through it. Yeah. And it's like that sense of like, what I've been through has brought me to where I'm at. And yeah. it's all for God's glory. And thank God he has gotten, he's been the only thing that has been constant in my life that has gotten Definitely. me through what I've gone through. But that is the power of our testimonies at the end of the day, that yeah. it's going to connect us to people that are going through very similar things. And it's going to allow us to build that community and those people that we're just going to be like, man, I don't have to do life alone. No, like I can don't. actually do it with other people that have been there that man, like some of these girls are like, I see so much strength in you and what you've gone through. I've seen so mm -hmm. much strength in Annie and what she's gone through, who shared her story and Brit yeah. and what she's gone through. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we've all, I've had very similar stories, but very different stories at the same time. But in some way, shape or form, we all have grown so much out of it because God course, has brought us course. through it. But it's like, like it would have been worse had we had to go through it by ourselves. Mm -mm, yeah, definitely. So that's the whole point of why we share what we share too. Yeah. Yeah. So Boy. we got to pass the promise. Amen. Passing the promise And that God has given so us. So with that. Anyway. I can't wait to listen to the jingle on this episode. <laughs> Should sorry. we play it? Should we play it? Should yeah, we play, play it? Just play, play it. Play it. Go. All right. So bye, bye guys. Goodbye. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>